How much should you spend on a wedding? Hey, everybody. My name is Pastor B. Wallace. And I'm Keontae McDonald, and you're tuned to the Simplify Complexity Relationship Podcast. Right, so we want to welcome you to another day, another podcast, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing. We're always so grateful that you can join us and you can be here with us. And, and so if you have not had a chance to do so yet, please hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share this with somebody. It means so much to be able to get your reviews, to have those subscriptions. And, and so we just want to continue to allow God to, to, to use this podcast. And if you enjoyed it, we love to get your feedback. It means so much to us. And although we love the five stars, please leave the five stars. But if you can also type in a review and just kind of share mm-hmm. different things of how this podcast has blessed you. Just those couple moments really mean so much to us and we really appreciate it. Also, Definitely. last thing is on um, the website, simplifycomplexity.org. You can go there and you can get a free relationship assessment. It's a self-assessment. You can go there and uh, get that information. It'll really be a blessing to you. So Keontae, man, how you doing today? Ah uh, man, you know, uh, despite my twenty mosquito bites, I'm I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> man, the, the, the mosquitoes is, is live. They they are live and they are out. So and uh, I don't, and I don't know if it's just California. I don't know if everybody else is dealing with mosquitoes. Maybe Florida. Um, but man, it's like they're just coming in an army. And, and we everywhere. don't normally deal with you know mosquitoes like that. But but you're you're right though. In California, we've been dealing with some some serious mosquitoes. So. All right, so our topic, our topic, our topic. How much should you spend on a wedding? And and we came up with this topic because, again, we're always trying to be in tune with what's happening. And on social media, they're always talking about relationships and different things about relationships. And so we had somebody who posted on social media and they said, my fiance wants to have a wedding and I don't. All right, so I, I think just first off, I mean, there, there's there's some, some differences there. You know, yeah. I, I normally don't find too many... <laughs> Uh, people that just don't want to have a wedding, but okay. All right. So, so, you know, that, that's his own differences. I want a small ceremony. Okay. Now I think a lot of people have that disagreement. What you think, Keontae, where some people want oh, yeah. a small wedding, some people want a big wedding. Definitely. I think that's number one. Cause you know, you always come down to the debate of like, well, how many people should we invite? How many people can we invite? So Definitely, it gets complicated. I mean, it gets so complicated because when you just talk about inviting people, it's like people's feelings get hurt, you know, if you don't invite them. And, and, and mm-hmm. so if you invite them, I mean, if I invite them, then I have to invite them. If I invite this cousin, then I got to invite this cousin. Yeah. It's just it, it's messy. It's a messy. So it goes on to say, so I want a small ceremony, but she wants to use 16000 that I have saved up. For a home and for emergency funds. This is interesting because this kind of goes back into one of the topics we were dealing with when yeah. it comes to the ring. And so if you didn't have a chance to check that out, please go back to one of our past episodes. So he's saying, look, I got, she, but here's what's funny. is She's saying she doesn't want to use her money. She's saying, I want to use the 16000 you got saved up. Um, right. and, and so I already spent 3000 on a ring. All right. So he puts, he already put some, some money out. So uh, so, so I already put three thousand on the ring, and from my savings, we mm-hmm. can't seem to come to a compromise. And I think this is the main thing we're going to kind of talk about a little bit as we deal with this: is compromise. I'm willing to spend five thousand on the wedding, and she says that's not enough. What can we do? 
All right, so we're here to kind of help. We're here to kind of guide and, and, and give some encouragement. Maybe you are somebody else that's been kind of dealing with this subject or something similar to it, or you want to give some input. We want to also hear from you if you do have some input and some thoughts on this subject. So Keontae, man, what do you think? I mean, what, what's your thoughts, man? You know, my first thought goes to the first thing you actually said. When we first step off the deck is, I, you know, she wants a wedding. I don't. And so that just got my mind running and, you know, really running and thinking, you know, in during your data collecting phase, going into your courting phase where you're starting to think about marriage. Is this a conversation you guys didn't iron out? You know, yeah. like, you know, that's why we always stress that communication is so important, especially in that data collecting phase, because you start to understand stuff and start to get information that will be helpful in the future, like where we're at now, you know, because if you knew that she wanted a wedding and you didn't want a wedding, you guys had X amount of years to come to some type of compromise, to come to some type of middle ground where it's like, okay, we're going to just go ahead and go forward and do this. That way we're both satisfied. Now, you know, you're in a relationship, she got a ring, but, you know, now you're like, I don't want to do the wedding, but I've always known she want to do the wedding. And it's becoming a big problem for us. That could have been kind of solved early on. It is like you so said, it's, it's, that whole, it's that whole communication piece where, you know, as you're communicating, what is that process? And, and I think a lot of people, this is a great example of what a lot of people struggle with and deal with is you come with disagreements. Relationships mm-hmm. are bound to have dis- disagreements because you are two different people oftentimes raised differently. And as a result, you're trying to come together and you're trying to be one, but you have differences. Differences aren't a bad thing. The bad thing comes in is how sometimes we deal with our differences in unhealthy ways. And so Mm, one of the things that you have to do is kind of how do you deal with those differences in a positive way? But that I guess that's almost like a whole kind of another subject, but we're kind of deal with that just a little bit. But, you know, what, what comes to my mind is. There's just a difference of weddings. And I think a lot of people kind of deal with the cost of weddings. And I'll start off by saying, I have my own personal feelings. And I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm kind of passionate about those feelings when it comes to the cost (laughs) of weddings. But I'm going to reserve that just for a moment. Is that okay, Keontae? I'm going to reserve it. Go ahead. ahead. I'm going to hold it back. I I don't know. Do you have your personal kind of feelings when it comes to the cost of weddings? I I have my personal feelings, too. You know, and I'll, um, you know, I'll, I'll... I'll, I'll kind of go into mine just a little bit because okay, I like man, to you, you do. I'm, I'm reserved mine for a minute. I don't want to get in yeah, trouble yeah. by the ladies. Go I ahead. like to, you know, I like to live off experience. Number one, there's a quote that I always say when it comes to marriage, and you know, older people who have been married and kind of giving me advice have kind of loosely said this, but I'm just putting it into my own words. Is you know, we have to stop focusing on how big the wedding can be, and we need to start focusing on how big the marriage needs to be. Yeah. So you know, that just goes into the part of you know, we all always have this dollar amount that we look at and like this is what the wedding needs to be and we put all of our focus and you know all of our attention into this one day and all the detail on this day but within this day sometimes we skip out on what's important we skip on the premarital counseling we skipping out on the communication and and knowing what our spouse thinks and what they think about a and what they think about b do you want to have kids do you not want to have kids these are the things that are going to outlast that wedding day because these are the things that are going to be important to your marriage so yeah for me when it comes to wedding and the cost of weddings i think they can be astronomically just kind of insane out of proportion yeah, exactly. Blown completely out of proportion. I, you know, like I, I've had friends that have had like thirty thousand dollar weddings, and I'm just like, Ooh, 
while me and my wife, most of you know, we got married at 19. Now, when we were 19, like I said, we, we went and got our rings from Walmart. I was a little broke. Five years later, though, we had a little vow renewal. But even in our vow renewal, we were better financially. I spent a total of $5,000. $5,000. B was there. B officiated our uh, vow renewal. And thank you for allowing me to be there to officiate. Yeah. Yes, I was. <laughs> $5,000. And that's including the honeymoon to the Dominican Republic for seven days. And we had a beautiful ceremony. Everybody ate. Everybody was fed. We danced. We laughed. And we yeah. had a good time. So you don't need to spend astronomical amounts of money to have a great wedding. It's just how you view it in your perspective. So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to build on that because I, I do want to say this, because I, I know that there's probably somebody listening to this or somebody that's watching this. And I know that, you know, women when it comes to weddings, often have a different perspective. And so I know sometimes we can get in trouble as guys when it comes to yeah. our thinking. And, and so I will say this, I'll, I'll kind of play the advocate just a, a little bit here, is, is that there really isn't necessarily a wrong or right when it comes to this subject. Mm-hmm. In some ways, in some aspects, and I'm going to give the buts to this situation. But for the most part, there really isn't a wrong or right. And therefore, this subject is very sensitive and we have to recognize that it's sensitive. And, and here's why it's a sensitive subject is because you have people, most of the time it's women, but sometimes yeah. it is men, where they have this built up dream. They have this built up expectation. They've been thinking about this wedding day. They've been thinking about, you know, all that they're going to do. They've been doing this for years, maybe sometimes, you know, when they were little kids. And so when you've had this expectation, when you've looked forward to this moment in your life that you're never going to get again, or hopefully you won't have to do again, then, you know, for for some people, it's like, man, I want to do it big. I want to do it this way. You have these dreams. And oftentimes we don't connect necessarily the money to the dream, but, you know, but but the thing is that they have these dreams. And so the, the point I'm trying to make is that this is a sensitive subject. And, and so as you're approaching it, if you have a differing opinion or you feel different, you have to approach it in a sensitive way and really be gentle because you're messing with somebody's dream, something that they've thought about. Mm. And so as you begin to approach it, even though you might be absolutely right or you might feel that you're right or whatever it might be, you want to approach it in a very sensitive way. And now I'm going to do the flip script. If you are the person who has the dream, right? If you're the person that feels passionate about, you know, this wedding and these things that you've done, you want to be considerate. Yeah. You like, you like the words that I put out there, right? So you want to be sensitive. And then on the other side, you want to be considerate because even though that's your dream, even though that's something that you've built up, you want to be considerate of that other person. You want to think about and make sure that it's not, it, you're, it's not my way or the highway. You guys are becoming mm-hmm. one, and as you're coming one, then you should come together and have some form of agreement. But brothers, I'm just going to say, brothers, be careful, because I'm telling you, for, for as long as y'all's married, she's going to constantly say, you didn't let me have the, the thing that I wanted. And, and you, you know, yeah. and, and so that's going to be this this thing that, you, you know what I mean? Come come on, Captain, you know what I mean, right? No, no, you're right. 
You definitely right. And, and you know, that was going to be another point I went into with this, you know, with this particular story, because, you know, as we move further down to the story, my guy said, you know, I already spent three thousand dollars on a ring. You know what I mean? Out of my savings. So you're kind of setting a precedence here that like, you know, what I desire, what I want, you're willing to give me. You're willing to dip into that savings that you've been trying to safeguard and give me the ring. So now why are you holding back? Why are you holding back for the ceremony? I mean, we only get to do this one time. I'm only trying to do this one time. Well, now, you know now I mean? I'm, I'm going to say this now. So technically, the guy does go into their pocket for the ring. I'm just saying we're going to do tradition. And the right. woman goes into their pocket for the wedding. You know, so we're mm-hmm. going to go off the kind of the traditional part. So so, you know, that that would be very uh, what's wrong if, she, if she's going to have that view, like you pay for the, the ring. So you might as well just keep on paying for the wedding. Then, you know, that doesn't really, you know, hold to the traditional view. Right. But, but I, I, I got you now. I do want to say this because I, I kind of mentioned starting out that there really isn't a right or wrong in most cases. And here's where I believe there is a wrong to this and it's wrong every single time. And that's mm-hmm. this. You should not go in debt for your wedding. Exactly. You should not go in debt for your wedding. So I'm not trying to argue the size and, oh, that's wrong or this right. If somebody wants to spend $30,000, I disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. I would advise against it. But if, but I'm not going to say, oh, you're wrong because you did that. $50,000. You're not wrong if that's what you choose to do. But you are wrong if you go in debt in order to do that. Yeah. And you might say, well, well, how do you say that? And how do you know? It's because God doesn't want us to go in debt. And I'm, I'm just imagining the prayer right now. Come on, Keontae, bear with me for a moment. So, you know, so you're praying, saying, God, I really want this wedding. And God is going to cost $30,000. And I don't have the $30,000, Lord. And so, Lord, you know, should I go in debt in order to pay for this wedding? What do you think God's going to say? God going to say, you know what? I created a beach for you that's free. <laughs> that's free to use. You go ahead and exercise your right to use that. <laughs> that's what but, God going to say. <laughs> but, but biblically, God does not want us to go in debt. There are many, exactly. many scriptures that deal with the loan, that deals with the borrower, and God's will and desire for us is not to go in debt. And so if you're going to have a wedding, and I'm not saying you can't have these dreams, just make sure you're not going into debt. So if you really want this and you've been dreaming about this since you was, then save up for it and begin to, to kind of save and have a plan, a financial plan. But don't go in debt in order for it to do that. All exactly. right. So, so, so those, those are kind of some formalities. We kind of get out the way, you know, and I'll kind of get some other things, you know. But what are some other thoughts, man, you have to this whole subject? Yeah, like it's, it's important. I mean, it's, it's really that was a great point of talking about the debt, because that's what I was going to go into, too, because, you know, it seems like the fiance, the, the guy in this in this instance, he's thinking far ahead. You know what I mean? Where he, he got this money saved up for a mortgage like. Girl, I'm not just thinking about a wedding. I'm trying to get you a home. I'm trying to get you a house. You know what I mean? But on top of that house, I have an emergency fund for just in case things happen. So he's thinking far ahead. But that's why I say, like, it's important for you to really collect that data in those data collecting stages because you guys get to start to map out these things. You know, you get to start to have these important questions like, you know, what is your debt ratio? Do you have student loans? Do you have medical expenses? Well, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like these are real, real subjects because often you, you, we hear about stories where people get married and they get married to somebody and they just like he had eighty thousand dollars of debt. He didn't even tell me before we got married. Now 
your debt is my debt. You know what I mean? So that's why it's in, that's why it's important to really communicate these things and to ask the important questions before the question, the big question gets popped to you and you agree to it. Because now you have the back research on, okay, you know, he doesn't have any debt or he has this a little bit. We can work with that, you know, blah, blah, for you to say yes and move forward in a in the right manner. Um, but if, when you don't, you know, you just kind of get caught in the blind of things. But now, you know, that puts into perspective like the cost of the weddings because now you have to think, okay, do we spend this $16,000 on a wedding that she wants to only be one time or do we use the 16000 and just X out that $14,000 debt that she collected over time and time? You know what I mean? So, well, you know, know and, and that, that's where my thought is, is that you got to be sensitive how you approach this subject because you're dealing with somebody's dream. You're dealing with somebody's expectation. And, and, and so it, it's the same thing if we have that dream and that expectation. As I would counsel and as I would encourage is how do you deal with this compromise? Because you have a difference of opinion. You have a difference of a, of a thought. And I think one of the things that we have to be careful of, and I think this is an area that we can go wrong in when it comes to this subject or other subjects, is when we begin to force our will on someone mm -hmm. else's. And so you want to kind of be careful there where you're forcing your will because that ends up leaving a bitter taste. And, and that's not what God desires for us, where we're forcing our will upon somebody else. And, and so he needs to have that time to communicate and to, to talk and not necessarily force his will, but she has to make sure that she's communicating and willing to talk and not force her will. And yeah. here's the big thing. Ultimately, as she's trying to force her will, it's coming at his expense, his sacrifice, not yours. And that's where it really goes mm. more toward the wrong. And so if this is something you wanted, then the question is, is where did you sacrifice for it? Mm -hmm. Where did you begin to build for this? And, and, and so, if, for example, if I'm saying, hey, you know, hey, I want to go to Hawaii, you know, and, and, and hey, great. All right. That, that, Sounds good to me. Right. And and so how are we going to get this? Well, we're going to use your money. And it's like, well, what? what? Like, you're going to use my money? Like, right. so, so so I think part of the, the challenge and what I actually see as a red flag, okay, is you kind of mentioned before earlier, when you're dating, when you're going through the process of dating, you want to see how do people deal with challenges? How do we begin to deal with disagreements? And, and that process of disagreement is going to tell you a lot of what's going to happen in the future, because mm -hmm. as you have disagreements or um, differing views in the future or challenge in the future, how do you deal with those? Do you come together and compromise? Is there a willingness to work together? And so if she's unable to, to, to see as you're communicating, hopefully in a gentle way, as you're communicating, like, look. You know, this is coming from my savings and I, I have a plan. So it's not as though he's saying, I just want to keep it to myself. Yeah, he's saying, yeah, no, exactly. I, I had different expectations. I had different thoughts as to how I want to use this money that I've saved up. This was my mm -hmm. dream. So his dream, his expectations was I want to use this for home. I want us to be in a place. And so if she's not willing to, to work with that and, and she's not willing to bring anything to the table, look, I'm putting five down. Can you put five down, you know, without going in debt? Because that don't help us, right, Keontae? Exactly. Because you're going to go in debt, and all of a sudden it's like the same thing as me going into debt right now. And so that's not going to help us. And, and, and so I think 
you know, where is that communication? Where's that compromise? And really, you know, are you forcing your will on somebody else? Do you, you have any thoughts on that or, yeah. or anything else you want to bring up? Yeah, the, the big thing, too, is that, you know, <clears throat> during these communicative talks, when you're you know, expressing your point of view and then she's expressing your, her point of view and you guys are listening to each other and trying to come to a common ground. There's one thing to compromise and then there's one thing for somebody to tell you, like, this is what I want. And you just say, OK, what I was trying to say earlier is because let's just say, you know, for the sake of the the, the, the talk, you know, she says, no, you know, that's I want the sixteen thousand dollar wedding. And he says, oh, OK, I do have sixteen thousand dollars. I guess I can give you the sixteen thousand know, dollar wedding. You're, you're setting a precedent that, you know, well, you know, you're going to make sure you get me whatever I want. And that's kind of dangerous going into, you know, something that's supposed to be a unified a union. You know what I mean? Because it becomes one sided. Just like he said, that can that can start to cause bitterness. You know, and if you're just trying to continue to appease your spouse and like, well, she wants to go to Bora Bora and that's an eight thousand dollar trip. So I got to work this overtime. Now you're working overtime. You're, you're stressing yourself out. You're overworking yourself just to please whatever this, you know, this idea that this other person has instead of just yeah. actually communicating and coming to a common ground and say, hey, let's you know, what I mean, we have to, I have this sixteen thousand dollars. But, you know, we're going to be one. I want us to be one. Let's go ahead and write some pros and cons down of, you know, should we have a big wedding or should we, you know, not have a big wedding? And I don't think a lot of people actually do that. And man, pros and cons list, it's so helpful because not only does it, you know, are you able to write out thought, but you get a visual representation to see like, huh, okay, there's... There's actually a lot of cons in, in throwing that $16,000 at just a ceremony. You For know what I mean? So. Right. Then also too, the last thing I want to say is the last bit of, it, of of his post. And it says that, you know, she said that, you know, I have the 5,000 to give to a wedding, but she tells me that's not enough. And it's like, where are you placing your standard of what's enough? Like, where's the rubric for this is enough for an actual wedding? If, if it ain't in this, if it ain't in this bracket, it ain't a wedding. We just, we just plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like where is the standard at for the enough? That that's well, that's yeah. what I want to know. Well, and the thing was is that that was actually kind of my last point, and this is what now I'll give my opinion. Okay, so my opinion is that weddings have become overly commercialized, and oh, yeah. I struggle with the manipulation. So I personally struggle with the manipulation that you know the world has placed that commercials have placed on weddings and I don't like being manipulated. I don't like being a sucker. And and so I don't like it that if I want a photographer for this e- for a, an event, it might cost me like 200 bucks. But as soon as I say I want a photographer for a wedding, it's 500 bucks. It's like, "Well, wait a minute. You're doing the same amount of work, but just because it's a wedding, all of a sudden it has to be this dress. Who does it say it had to, had to be this particular dress? Who said yeah. it has to be this? You want flowers? Flowers are good, but if you want flowers for a wedding, all of a sudden it's 10 times higher. And and so I just really struggle with just this manipulation and commercialization of weddings. And we're buying into this. And as you kind of mentioned before, it's like, who set this standard? Where are we getting this from? Where did our desire and dream come from? Is this vision? Did this something that God gave us? Or is this Mm -hmm. a vision that really kind of media and culture has given us? And and so here's kind of where I want to end. And we always have to remember this is what is the most important thing? And you kind of mentioned that exactly. earlier. 
as you're praying about what should you spend on a wedding, you need to be praying and saying, okay, God, what's most important? And that's where my, that would be my list and my encouragement. As you're talking about pros and cons, that's a good list to do. And I would encourage you to do a different list. I want you to write down what is most important. And as you mm-hmm. write down what is most important, you're going to come, it should be first you guys, the longevity exactly. of your marriage, this union that's about you, the covenant that you're making before God. The, the, and, and so as you begin to kind of go through that, what you'll find is prioritizing, do from here to here. And what you'll find is that all the other things when it comes to the glitz and glamour, of the bouquet and of, you know, is it outdoors? Is it indoors? Is it at the church? Is it not? Because just just that small choice. Is mm-hmm. it going to be at the golf course or is it going to be in the church? All right. That's going to cost that. That's, that's a five thousand dollar difference in the other self. You know, <laughs> and, and so th- those are things that you have to consider. And so it's like, well, wow, I know that we really, you know, want to do it outdoors, you know, but. If we do it at the golf course, it's going to cost us this amount. And, and, you know, so rather than us doing here, what's most important? We're getting married. That's the most important thing. So whether or not mm-hmm. if it's at the golf course or if it's here or what you can do is, as you mentioned, what me and my wife did. We went, like you said, we went down to the beach and we were, I was here with me. I was just going to show up at the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, Keate. But uh, she did a little bit more research and we were actually able to get a permit to be there at the beach. And it cost us 300 bucks. You know, so now we were legit at the beach, you know, and, and so right, you just want to think about those things. And, and similar to you, man, we with the honeymoon and everything, we were five under five thousand dollars and we actually spent more money on the honeymoon. And that, that's my encouragement, man, man, put mm-hmm. money toward the honeymoon. I don't even know if she even put the, the cost of the honeymoon. She just won fifteen thousand dollars for the wedding. For the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't even put the, the cost of it. But, but again, those are my personal feelings. And, and my encouragement is is to always lean back. What is most important? Exactly. And if you go there, let that be your guide versus, you know, some of these built up dreams, because ultimately there is another scripture that says there's a way that seems right unto a man and unto a woman, but that way can lead to death. And if that way Mm -hmm. is leading to destruction, if it's leading to division, if it's leading to debt, then that is not a way of God. So that's all I got, man. You have anything else? That's good stuff, man. Like I said, I just want to, you know, bring back a recurrent theme. Don't invest more in your wedding than you're investing in your marriage. You know, like Mm. I said, that's what we're talking about. That's the most important thing at the end of the day. And I hate to see, you know, people follow behind, you know, these high profile celebs that are having these glitz and glamour weddings at castles and the whole Meghan Markle experience. I mean, you know, it's beautiful. But oftentimes what we see with celebs is they throw these millions of dollars in these ceremonies and then they're divorced in a year or two years or so. That's because they're not investing in their actual union. They're investing in the TV broadcast and for the world to see. But are you investing in your actual union? Are you equipping you and your spouse to actually make it last forever? Make it last forever. You know what I mean? So invest more in your marriage than you invest in your wedding. That's all. All right. All right. We're going to pray. Father, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for this podcast. Father, we pray that this was a blessing to somebody. And Father, if somebody's really struggling with just how much to spend, and, and, and Father, this is becoming a tension among their relationship, help them to spend time in prayer seeking you and just mm-hmm. reminding them what is most important. 
Father, is, is a wedding worth this division that it's bringing? And, and so, Father, mm. help them to be sensitive to one another. Father, help them to be considerate of one another. And, and Father, help them to seek you, to, to make a list of what's most important, to, to make pros and cons, and to find that balance of agreement, to, to, to be able to come together on what that should be. Uh, yeah. Father, we love you. We thank you. We ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, if this was a blessing to you, don't forget, hit that subscribe, hit that like, leave a review. Uh, you can also go to Amazon, check out my book. If you have not had a chance to grab my book, Chasing Happily Ever After, I want to encourage you to do that. Also, you can go to the website, simplifycomplexity.org, and I have a free copy where you can get an assessment. So if you just want to take a relationship assessment and just kind of begin to understand where you're at in that relationship process and, 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 and how are you building your relationships, this is a great way to kind of evaluate where you're at. Yes, so yes. until next time, God bless you. God keep Italian, English, Portuguese, Asian.